1: and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show.
0: Today is Friday, February 10th, 2023. The weather today will be a high of 5 degrees in Edmonton, 7 degrees in Calgary, 4 degrees in Saskatoon, and 4 degrees in Toronto.
1: Beauty, thanks, Ev.
0: Good morning, everybody. Broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday. At 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app, come join us live. Um, if you've got questions about real estate investing, um, getting into it, trying to, I don't know, take it a little more seriously, and you're looking for some support and you don't want to pay for it, this is the place to be. Right, free coaching. Why not take advantage of it? Get your questions answered and take some action today. Let's do it. Hmm do we got joining us today? Uh, yeah, I'm just looking here, and, and I can see lots of uh, lots of people coming in to join the live show. The the app is really cool. It's um, well, Gab, you can see it. I'm on I'm on the the computer platform, like because I'm the host. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can see all the messages coming through from all the investors saying good morning. Uh, there's a call-in button. You can call in, ask questions.
1: Yeah, it's almost as if it's like a like it's almost as if it's like a text with like a big group of people, and like people are just like messaging, and then you're messaging, and everybody's messaging back, and at so and so, blah blah blah. Like it's yeah, it's like basically like a a massive group chat. Yeah. <laughs> while the show is going on, yeah, play. and
0: and then in the background, you've got you've got a morning show for real estate investors, right? Yeah you can sip your coffee and and you got your big group chat going on and everybody's you know asking good questions everyone's fooling around it's good it's fun it's yeah. it's i i'm a little biased but i think it's it's the way to start your day absolutely right
1: i think all these people here would agree well, they
0: keep, they're they're keep returning they keep returning yeah they keep coming back every day why not yeah yeah okay cool well good morning to listina um she was the first in this morning.
1: I was the twenty-third person in this morning. How do you know? Because it tells you like how many people um, are live. Yeah. Mm. So you're gonna you're gonna have to welcome everybody this morning.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'd love to. Uh you know who else is here? Um uh Eric is here as well. I was
1: about to say I bet Eric's right behind her.
0: Scotty P. <laughs> um we've got Don here. Cody is here. Good morning, Cody. Josh is here up in Calgary, John. Again, it's JD, not JP. Yes. yes. John Persia is JD. Okay, I yes. got this. Uh, and John, yeah. It, it John up in uh, it, it, uh, north of Calgary in Edmonton.
1: <laughs> I, I, said,
0: I think, well, I think I said Josh up in Calgary. Yeah. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Garrett's here as well. I better get through these. Otherwise yeah, we're going to be listing names <laughs> for a while. But at the same time, like I, 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 if I were coming into a morning show and listen to a podcast every morning, last thing I want to hear is, 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 is 50 people's names for five minutes. So I'm trying <laughs> to make it a little bit fun. Mitch is here. Good morning, Mitch. Um, Lori's here as well. And, uh, and Chris is here and Nathan and Kyler, Denny, Lots of great people. Alan just entered the studio as well. He's right there. Bam. Um, and Garrett says, hey, it's uh, it's flipping Friday, even though that doesn't really mean shit to me. So, <laughs> sounds like he's still working through the weekend. <laughs> well, well, good morning to you regardless, buddy. Yep. Have you entered the studio yet? Is Kathleen next on your list?
1: Yes. Good morning, Kathleen. <laughs> good morning, Ken. Sheila. Good morning, Paul and Matt. And Josh and Nasir, good, good day, Chaston.
0: Good day to you.
1: (laughs) Mitch says, yes. I don't know why, though. He just says, yes.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yes, back to you. Got a couple mixed up messages. Somebody's live show, first live show. Whose first live show is it? Who's asking? Um... No, I'm asking.
0: We got uh oh okay. Oh somebody
1: says my first live show was Tell
0: us who you my... are. And we got Mirza joining in from Iran.
1: Oh, and as quickly as the, it was hi from Iran, it's in goodbye from Iran. Oh. Hello and goodbye. <laughs> let...
0: <laughs> okay. Why
1: why is Frances saying let me help? Frances is here. Oh, she's saying let me contribute <laughs> to the to the name. Name call, name roll call. Oh, <laughs> she says, let me help Francis is here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I Good love morning. All right. And yeah, I want to find out who this, uh, who this mystery person is. So the person who says is my first live show. Um, their name is kind of jumbled out. So you'll have to create an account or. Oh,
1: he says, it's me. Steve had to figure out how to update my name.
0: Oh, hey,
1: Steve. <laughs> Steve is in the house. Good morning, oh, Liam. Oh, now
0: I see it there. Oh, it's a little early for Steve.
1: Yeah, five oh seven a.m. Damn. Oh, and he's at the airport lounge, so
0: he's already oh, up. He's at the airport lounge because he's coming to Edmonton.
1: Oh, damn.
0: I hope, unless you're going somewhere else and you cancel your ticket. Um, <laughs> looking forward to uh, to meeting you in person.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we got our big REI Masters networking event tomorrow in Edmonton, and uh, Steve's coming into town for it. We got some great speakers um super super excited for that who else is coming who else in the live show is coming out to the to the event tomorrow yeah let us know um i'm coming all right thank (laughs) god uh philip um was asking about the smith maneuver um in the chat here Mm -hmm. and wondering if anyone's used it we haven't personally but i but i can i can say that it's, it's a pretty amazing strategy absolutely um that we will be using in the future uh so with that being said, um Mitch here also told him to reach out to Keaton Kirkwood um to, to get set up with that. And Keaton Kirkwood is a uh mortgage broker here in Edmonton, but he services um BC and uh Alberta. Highly recommend uh reaching out to him. He's a Smith certified um what do they call it? Smith certified professional. Anyways, he's a he's a he's a, he's a real estate professional that can help you out with the Smith maneuver. It's um It's a tax-saving strategy. Um, It's pretty dope. Indeed. Um, Now, I had uh, Robinson Smith on the podcast years ago when he was just re-releasing his – right right when he was re-releasing his book. Mm. I remember how this all played out because I remember reading the – the original smith maneuver which was um by uh, f- uh his father fraser smith and i thought it was so freaking cool and so i'm asking everybody in the community i'm like have you guys heard of the smith maneuver it was i don't know like 2014 2015 something like that and everyone's like no no what's the smith maneuver and no he knew about it and so um I, I kind of, it kind of went like away from me. I'm like, okay, well, like no one's talking about it. It's probably some scam or whichever else. And then, um, and then I, I joined like their mailing list. Like I subscribed to their newsletter, which, you know, it was whatever. And, um, and then I, I got a notification that his son, Robinson Smith was revisiting the Smith maneuver. And I'm like, Oh my God. I I think I took it a little more seriously than I should have. I'm like, this is so freaking cool. And so I pre-ordered the book. And I was one of the first people to get the book. And I when I reached out to Robinson and said, hey man, like I really love this and I want to have you on the podcast. And had him on the podcast. And now well, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to say that I was the first, but like and I made him or anything, but <laughs> but if you line up the dates, guys, and and look, I was one of the first people to have him on the podcast. <laughs> And um but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I, I really like I really, really like the Rob uh the the Smith maneuver. I think it's I think it's amazing and I think if it's done properly, um it can well, it can make your, your home tax deductible. Mm-hmm. Right? And we don't have that in Canada. Yeah. Um so uh The problem with that Smith maneuver is there's nothing wrong with the Smith maneuver, there's just problems with people. It's hard to commit to it. And it's it's only a couple a few different you just gotta change the way you, you go about, you know, doing a few things and you gotta organize a few things. And that's why they have Smith professionals, right? Like like Keaton and um and you need an accountant who can who can understand it as well. And they can set you up with it, but it's not that much work. It's just a little bit of work out of the front out of the gate and then you just got to maintain it. But for some reason, people are like, Oh my God, this is so cool. But they're like, yeah, I don't really have the time to just switch things up like this. And they never really do it. Like for, for Gabby and I, it really didn't make sense for us where we were with our, with our portfolio and our house. Just, just keeping it simple. Like it just didn't make sense for what we were doing with our portfolio. Um, revisiting it now, it, it, it could, and I've been meaning to get around to it. Um, but yeah, that's, it, I think everyone should be utilizing it. Absolutely. Like the, the accelerators and stuff like that, they, that they have, like you can use to, to accelerate the process. It's, it's really freaking cool. Smart. I lo- and you know, I mean, Gab, I love math. Yeah. Um, So I, I I love the creativity of
1: it. If you're, but it's not something that you just listen to a podcast to and then go call up a mortgage broker and implement, like you need to understand it. So if you're interested or if you're like, what the heck are they talking about? Or if you want to know more, get the book and, and read the book and understand the method. And once you understand the (laughs) method, then call up Keaton and say, Keaton, let's implement this or whomever else. There's yeah.
0: Yeah. I, um, now, because we do so many podcasts, um, because we have daily podcasts, um, most podcast platforms only allow 200 um, I was going episodes. to
1: say, I was like, is that even available anymore? So
0: I bet you like, it got push- it pushed out years ago. Um, so, uh, well, you might be able to find it. If you Google... It got pushed out. Yeah, it looks like it got pushed out. If you if you Google Smith Maneuver Wayne Hill here, you can probably, yeah, you can find it. Um, you're going to have to do it on your computer, though, or on your, you might be able to find it on your phone. Um, but, like, if you try and look for, like, his episode on our podcast um, back in, looks like 2020, uh, it got pushed out because we do, like, 300 episodes a year. And if there's only 200 episodes, like basically it does, it it deletes the oldest episode and then it, it brings a new one in. So, um, where she goes, but you can find it. Okay. What do we got here? What else going on in the comments?
1: Uh, Garrett says, bring him back on the show. Damn it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're not doing that much. He's one of the few people that I would have it on for an interview. I was going to
1: say like that we don't really like bringing guests anymore. That's not really the platform that we're or the method of podcasting that we're doing.
0: If we do, it can be for like a 10, 20 minute conversation. But, you know, I, since we switched to the morning show style of the live morning show every morning, you know, with Wayne and Gabby, um, people have, have said that they like this better because any anybody can 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 pull up their phones or do a zoom meeting and call it a podcast. You know what I mean? And then just have someone on and just talk about their story. But I mean, I've said this before and you probably heard me say it, but I don't know. I wasn't getting much value from like the whole interview style podcasts, not for real estate investing, at least.
1: Temporary inspiration
0: temporary motivation. Yes. Um, So that's why you kind of stopped doing the interview thing. Uh, Unless, of course, it's good people. Then they'll have good people on. The other thing that I that I found, um, the other thing that happened was all the people that I interviewed, like half of them are like either no longer in the business or um, they started scamming people. I was
1: going to say have gone under. (laughs) (laughs) when that tide came out.
0: Yeah, so, and uh, that's not my fault. I'm glad those episodes aren't available anymore. I I feel like, and, like, so I got people, like, reaching out to me, like, hey, so, like, are you going to delete that podcast episode with that person? I'm like, why? Well, you heard what they did, right? I'm like, what the fuck they do? (laughs) Oh, they did this and this, and I took all that, and and I heard they scammed this person over here. I'm like, son of a bitch. This doesn't make me look very good. (laughs) So um you know i i find the people who want to be on podcasts the the ones of the most influence are the ones that are that are doing shady shit and um i i'm kind of tired of supporting them and like i don't i don't have a whole heck of a lot of support for the people that want to be on podcasts normally they're selling something right Mm -hmm. i mean it's very and some people like you know want to share their story and help others but for the most part they're trying to sell something and for the trying to sell something, they're normally the ones that like that the whole fake it till you make it type thing. Mm-hmm. And so they do a couple deals and then they put together some like raising capital program and they they go and, you know, they go on all the podcasts to talk to so all the investors hear them. And then so that they, they draw traffic to their websites and then they sell programs. Um, and normally those deals that they did were shit or the way they raised the money was shit. And then obviously that's why it all crumbles. Um, so it, it was, it was like very rare that we'd have like someone genuinely just wanted to come on and like share stuff for free without a catch. So that's why the number was so high. The failure rate was so high. So anyways, it, it, <clears throat> one of the many contributing, um, factors to, or reasons why we got to the point where we're like, let's just do a morning show. Have us, um, then we don't get to worry about that shit. And, um, and we can provide some value. Let's do 300 hours a year and just talk about everything so that everyone can get it all for free, no strings attached. It's working out pretty good.
1: Should we have a quick word from our sponsors?
0: Absolutely.
1: Some of you might've heard us talking about DCI properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyer's list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from DCI. No sloppy
0: seconds.
1: (laughs) So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash-flowing rental property, get on their buyer's list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash albertabuyers. Or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers.
0: Boy, everyone's going to be so pissed when we uh, when we put out the new recordings for the commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for those of you guys that are listening to the recorded version in the, in the comments, someone always says no sloppy seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, Gabby's like, I'm going to be re-recording the uh, we have we have multiple recordings. We just like that one the most. Um, But we're going to be re-recording those and uh, and uh, and changing it up. So I have to <laughs> add something else in that, be, that could be more memorable. Or as memorable. Uh, oh, Garrett! Garrett was lining it right up, so he typed it right when he's like, "Bam, nailed it." <laughs> he's trying to, to 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 line it up in the chat there. Okay, so back to what I was saying about um, providing value and not asking for anything in return. Um, why don't we do that today? Why don't we start uh, talking? Why don't we talk about something? Sure. <laughs> Just look into my notes. (laughs) No, I I had some notes. Let's talk about something. Let's talk about something. Um, That's why you guys are here, right? Yeah. I I had some notes yesterday. Um, Today's Friday, right?
1: Today is Friday.
0: Yeah. I had some notes Mm -hmm. from yesterday. I'm just trying to figure out which direction I want uh, the show to go. Uh, I tell you what, let's start off with some questions that were left over from yesterday, which aren't really related. Um, Maybe kind of sort of rental related. And then. Uh, from there, uh, we'll check the comments to see if anyone else has any other questions. And if not, I mean, uh,
1: you have a direction.
0: I have a couple of things I can talk about. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, Sean was uh, said, short question. Um. How do you folks feel about supplying curtains and blinds for rentals? It's mm-hmm. a great question.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um.
0: I think they're freaking expensive.
1: They are expensive. Um. We have a combination. Like some of our properties have like those, um, you know, like those faux, I can't even like remember what they're called anymore because it's been so long since I've like installed blinds, Um, but those like faux wood slat blinds or whatever that you just like pull down and push up, like some of our properties have that. Some of our properties have have just curtain rods.
0: What's the ones that you like lift up and down?
1: That's what I was trying to. That's
0: not full wood.
1: Oh, you mean the roller ones?
0: The one like where you grab it from yeah, the, like the little the hook thing, roller. and you, you can kind of pull it up as high as you want with just a little tab.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. What are they like, like? Gravity blinds or something?
1: I like roller blinds. Yeah. Anyways, like we have, we have a bunch of different you types the, of blinds the cheap, and different properties. The cheap
0: vinyl ones that like are all flimsy. That like, you know. Um, um carol in the kitchen she like pulls them down and like you know you're you know that you know you know the scene where carol's like pulling down the blinds and it makes like that that kind of twangy kind of vinyl noise you know what i mean and then you got two or three that kind of have like the bent ends you know what i mean they're kind of in 45 degrees (laughs) the cheap ones the cheap ones you know the
1: (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about (laughs)
0: <laughs> what are them cheap blinds made of? Yeah. Plastic, usually made of vinyl, like PVC, are usually the most affordable of the materials. You know what I mean, though? Like on the ends, like it's they're kind of like bent because the kids are treating them terribly.
1: Like the metal ones?
0: Mm, no. Well, okay. I mean, they may seem like they're made of metal, but a lot of them are made of like plastic or vinyl. Yeah.
1: Anyways, my you know, the
0: noise, though, when like, when you pull them down, it, it, like, you know, that unique noise when you pull them down and you just let, let them snap back. No. <laughs> let me see if I can get an audio clip of um of, of vinyl. Blinds. I feel
1: like your comments are going nowhere and that we can probably move on.
0: <laughs> I'm also looking at my notes and realizing I got nothing for today.
1: So you're trying to you're trying to fill.
0: Okay. All filler.
1: Got it. Okay, so personally, I prefer to have blinds. Um, Actually, Cody put it right here in the um, in the comments says depends if you want a sheet or a flag hanging in your window. So Mm -hmm. yeah, if you have nothing there, um, people aren't going to go out and and purchase something lovely to put in their windows, they are going to hang up a blanket or a sheet or a flag or something to cover the window. 100% Canadian flag
0: or a wolf,
1: a wolf blanket, they're gonna and they're gonna nail that, that whatever it is right into the walls and tack it up and it's going to be ripped out of the wall a few times and put back up. Anyways, it's not great. A lot of people, a lot of investors, you'll see in some of the groups will say that they um, supply curtain rods but not curtains so they expect that their tenants will put up curtains I've never done this so I don't know the success rate of that but I know that if I was a tenant who is moving every year every couple years that I wouldn't be buying new curtains to suit whatever needs of a rental place that I was living in. Curtains are expensive. You need to get them hemmed. It's like, it's not an, anybody who's went out and purchased curtains knows that it's not an easy task to like, to outfit a house, a house of windows. It's yeah, it's not good. So I always thought like, that's a lot to expect of a tenant. And that's probably when flags and, and sheets end up in windows, I'm assuming. Um, but you know, like I haven't had necessarily tenants damage any of the properties that we have, um, uh, blind in sometimes something might happen. Like one of those little, like, uh, you know, the, the, uh, curtains that have like the wands and you twist them and it like opens and closes them. Mm-hmm. You like twist them left, twist them right to like open and close. Sometimes like those things have gone missing or fallen off or broken off. They're super cheap to replace. You go to Home Depot and grab a new one and slap it on for, like, a couple bucks. Um, we have had the the most problematic is the really expensive ones because if something does happen in the inside mechanics of the, like, string systems, um, they're expensive to replace. Like, I'm talking if it's, like, a, a living room window is, like, 700, 800 bucks to get a new blinds uh, put in. It's like blinds are not cheap. So it just like I I'm kind of pro supplying blinds and kind of in like the mid range. The really cheap ones are really cheap and they break and they don't work and tenants complain. Uh, The really expensive ones just aren't worth spending that kind of money on. So I'm I'm pro midline, but um, I have to say almost all of our properties already had them supplied. I think we've only outfitted two properties two rental properties with uh, blinds, so.
0: Yeah, it, it's just too expensive.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's really expensive. And, and it's so often overlooked, especially when you're buying a new house, like a new build. If you're buying it either for your primary or for a rental property, so many people don't factor in that it's going to be literally like a couple grand to get your blinds in. Like it's wild.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I have never heard blind sound like that before.
0: I went through a lot of trouble to find a Venetian blind sound effect.
1: <laughs> wow! Okay. it's
0: a very unique sound that like, I'm glad that we don't hear anymore. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that not remind you of your childhood? But also I was trying to find the one where like, you know, the, the old lady grabs four or five of them and just like pulls them down. You know what I mean? To look at what's going on outside.
1: Yeah. Like the metal ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like old school when they used to be like, like that metal material.
0: Yeah, You don't, you don't, you don't see, you don't see things like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay. But, but that being said, We have a property that has um, curtain rods and curtains. Like the curtains are supplied. We don't make tenants bring them. And they get thrown in the wash uh, after every tenant moves out and new one is moving in. They Mm -hmm. get in the wash and the dryer and get rehung. Oh,
0: so stinky. What? So stinky.
1: I mean, yeah. Of course, over time, they're going to carry a smell because everybody who moves in and moves out has their own unique smell and their combination of if they have pets and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, But they have been going strong for like i don't know eight years haven't Mm. had to change them haven't had to replace them nothing so
0: oh so you can't buy string blinds anymore because they're banned
1: oh yeah because like kids are getting their heads caught up in them
0: yeah the strings and whatnot that explains it yeah so I was thinking to myself. Like, yeah, whatever happened to stringed Venetian blinds? That must
1: be like super recent though,
0: because a lot of newer houses, like we have them. Mm, yeah, it's like twenty sixteen, right? Twenty fifteen.
1: Yeah, our house was built twenty sixteen.
0: Stringed blinds. Uh, Health Canada set to enforce new rules on corded window blinds. This is twenty twenty two. Um okay in May 1st of 2021, they re- they reduced the length of cords allowed on window blinds to twenty-two centimeters and the perimeter of loops by reachable cords to forty-four centimeters. The reason for the change is to prevent situations where children become tangled in the long cords, incidents that can lead to life altering injuries or even death. Um so they reduced it. Um, guaranteed, someone's going to be in the comments being like, "Well, if I own an older house, what happens if I have older blinds and a kid gets hurt? Am I liable?"
1: <laughs> You're the one who said it. <laughs> guaranteed. Um, um, Diane says, "Yes, it's recent, September 2022."
0: And
1: then, <clears throat> and Kathleen says, "It has made stringless blinds cheaper."
0: Interesting. Okay, so. Um, in the COVID environment and to allow businesses to adapt Health Canada has focused on educating people for the last year and effective May 1st, 2022 they are removing they're moving towards more enforcement I thought I saw something else here um, hmm, okay I thought I saw a better headline but that uh, doesn't matter
1: um, Kathleen says that she got two large window blinds for less than 500 And, like, while that's – well, like, it's it's funny because I read that and I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And then I'm like, man, like, blinds for two windows and had to spend $500. Like, I think sometimes we take for granted that it's just like, oh, something like, okay, that's better than having to spend, you know, like $800 on one. But at the same time, like, man, how do – like? How do they get away with us having to spend $500 to put blinds on two of our windows? How
0: many windows does most houses have? 15? I mean, jeez. Think about that when you're buying turnkey properties because that'll add up, right? 250 times? Yeah. 15?
1: So we bought a...
0: Um, How much is that? Like... I'm I'm curious now. Sorry. Just quickly. uh 3,700 bucks. No, if you didn't, you already got your down payments. You already got your reserve fund. Now you got to go back to your joint venture partner and be like, hey, I know we said the reserve fund was going to be 5,000 bucks, but um, kind of forgot to buy blinds. I thought they were going to include them. So um, we're going to need another $4,000 to put blinds in. And your joint venture partner is going to be like, I said, pardon. You want me to bring another $4,000 now into my investment to pay for the blinds? You pay for them. I mean, you forgot about them. Why didn't the builder bring them? Why didn't the builder provide them? Yeah, they they offer to, but it would have cost an extra $6,000 on the purchase price, so it just didn't make any sense. And, you know, but, you know, if you have to go back to the joint venture partner for something like that, which by the way, we did. I
1: was just about to say, <laughs> which is what happened to us. And that was exactly what I was about to um, say is that we purchased a brand new build. It was a suite of duplex, so four units. And we, that was, um, so we had purchased a new build, um, previous to that, uh, many years before, but mm. the blinds were included. Yeah. So, um, but it was through like a, a major, like mainstream builder, whereas this was, uh, more of like a mom and pop builder that we purchased the duplex from, the suited duplex. So we didn't even think about it. We didn't even notice in our like walkthroughs and all that kind of stuff that there wasn't blinds because you're thinking about all the deficiencies, all the like things that still need to be done. Like during your walkthroughs, you're like, is this going to be touched up and is this going to be replaced? And how come, you know, why is this thing detached? And like you're going through and you're looking at all these deficiencies and you don't even notice that there's not blinds. So when we finally got possession of the property, we're, you know, getting our pictures taken, getting those rental ads up, we were like, oh, shit, there's no blinds in any of these four units on these two-story, like this is, you know, like two-story main floor suites uh, plus basement suites, like not a single blind to be seen. And like the back doors had those like long uh rectangular windows covering the whole back door. Glass. Glass. And so it was like um it all of a sudden we were like shit. And we had a joint venture partner (laughs) that we had to be like, shit, we didn't notice and we need to get blinds. Um, especially like this was a, a beautiful brand new build. Like you don't want people hanging sheets and and flags and stuff in the windows like you want it to nice yeah but what we ended up doing was literally finding the most low-cost um blinds that we could and um we also had to pay to get them installed because we like we were busy we didn't have time for that so um it was. I
0: forgot we had to pay to get them installed too. It was so dumb.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a pretty bill, but we managed to keep it down by getting cheaper ones. And they were the vinyl like roll down ones where you you pull them down and they stay, and then you need to like kind of pull them out and give them a little tug, and then they roll all the way up. Mm. And so they've worked well, oh, but over like the, time, like
0: the accordion that it retracts.
1: Yeah, it retracts. Yeah, and goes. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and like spins up into its little circle That's at the right. top. Oh yeah, and Those so terrible. like they've they've worked relatively well. We haven't had to replace any of them. We haven't had to do anything except every once in a while, um, the the tension on the top needs to be tightened. So like, there's little tabs, like little kind of like metal tabs, and they kind of like start to like loosen up and like kind of open up. And then it won't retract as well. So like, you kind of need to go up there and like push them back in to make them tight again. So I mean, all in all, we kind of were lucky, but um, it's something that's easily missed. (laughs) I'm
0: sorry, I shouldn't laugh while you're talking because I can't stand it when you laugh while I'm talking. Because like, there's nothing worse than someone laughing while you're talking. You're like, oh, shit, what did they say in the comments? Which is Garrett. Garrett thinks you should do the sound effects. And... <laughs> 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 uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> if I had known what Wayne was trying to accomplish in his sound effect, I, I would have tried to help him out, but I still don't know what he's talking about. Oh,
0: I don't think I don't think a human can do what I was trying to explain. Um, wow. I mean when Sean asked that question and he said short question. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> how do you folks feel feel about supplying curtains and blinds? Pretty good. Um <laughs> boy, did we ever tell you how we feel? We went we we went right into it. Yeah. Um so how about next question? Oh god, this is going to be a terrible terrible title. Yeah. For a podcast. Should I supply
1: blinds in my rental property?
0: <laughs> I, I can't believe they talked about it for 30 minutes. uh what about internet for sweeter properties i know some people are picky about speed and stuff you want me to cover this one sure uh don't yeah agree Uh, because just what you said right there about like the speed and stuff um download you know for most just two ways to you're either going to have your gamer or you're going to have you know uh the person who doesn't know any. the gamer is going to know lots about it the gamer's going to know all about download speed. I need minimum 300 download speed. Otherwise, uh, you know, I'm going to get owned in 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 Fortnite. OK, and so for them, they they're going to be very picky about what they have. The other tenant is going to know absolutely nothing about it. And they're going to be the ones emailing you and calling you saying, why the fuck doesn't my Netflix work? Why? Why can't my kid me? And and my husband all watch Yellowstone at the same time on three different tablets.
1: Internet's out. Is something going on?
0: Internet's out. It's bullshit. And then that's the other. So there's there's going to be people complaining about it because you probably bought the cheapest package um, from some bundle MLM internet company because that's what people do. And, you know, they like to bundle all of their properties under one internet package. They can get the best deal. You know, charges, they get charged 30 bucks and they charge it out at 50 bucks and they make $20 cash flow on every property. I get it. Cool. Great. Um, you just increased your cash flow by $800 on all your properties. Wonderful. Um, however, the amount of like BS you have to deal with, um, you know, and Gabby said, you know, when it's out, you know, all of a pe- sudden it's
1: your problem, not the provider. <laughs> yeah I
0: need you to, I need you to call the internet company because the internet's out. Yeah. We tried resetting the modem and then you have to get on the phone for 35 minutes with Talus or Bell or Kojiko or wherever you are and try and get it all figured out and it's a, it's just not worth it um, or the last example would be the person says, actually um, I'm, that I'm glad that it's included. But I have my own internet um, agreement that I already have. That you know, I
1: need to bring with me. That
0: I need to bring with me. Because if I cancel it, I'm going to get paid. A, I'm going to pay a big fee. Yeah. Uh, or they say, hey, I need a certain level of quality of, of, of internet because I, um, I do this for my business. Mm-hmm. Um, I do cam shows <laughs> and I need high quality internet. And therefore, uh, no, if you can just remove the, if, if, if internet's included, can you just give me a discount? Cause I'm not going to be using your internet. And then, you know, then you're not making any money off of that property because only one person in the basement is using it. And the cam girl upstairs has got her own internet, right? It's just, it's too complicated. In my opinion, I don't think it's okay. Fine. I'll wrap it up. <laughs>
1: started talking about cam girls. So I think it's time to move on.
0: I've been looking for an excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I don't think it's a good idea. But lots of people do. But if you're asking our opinion, I say no. Yeah, for all the above reasons.
1: We have never offered it. And we have maybe once or twice been asked if it's included. It's not expected. Unless maybe you're in like an apartment building and it's more commonly included, but
0: well, see that that would be a little bit different because of like having running all of those lines into uh, a large apartment building. Um, I I don't know the logistics of it. I've, ne- I've never worked for Shaw or Telus or Kojo um, or whatever. So I don't know how complicated it is to have. D- does is it possible to have fifty different internet providers? Or different fifty different accounts, you know, at one building. Like, can you have a one-bedroom unit in a in a multifamily? Right? Like, and and are you able to have just your own account there, or do you have to use the building's internet? No clue. I don't know. Never lived in an apartment. I was
1: just about to say, fun fact: I've never lived in an apartment.
0: Hmm. Huh. Um. Garrett asked thoughts on renting managing our acreage. Garrett, I would I would ask that question in the mentorship group, the master's mentorship group. I, I feel like I don't want to give you a half-assed answer on that one. Um, because I need a lot more information on that one. I think we should talk about that next Thursday.
1: I think it's uh just to throw a quick comment in. I think that um people only rent out acreages when they go shit, we're moving and Can't sell this. and I need to rent it out. Nobody buys an acreage for the purpose of having it as a rental property. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much maintenance and so much all that, you know, stuff that goes into it. That's really hard to um, trust somebody with, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, it depends on. Yeah, it depends on how much needs to be maintained.
1: But there are people who actively seek out acreage rentals. That is something that is like there is a desire for it. It'd be a lot smaller than your standard in the city rental. But um, yeah, just initial thoughts. (laughs)
0: Um, That's all the questions that we had in the bank. Um, maybe I should have answered his question. Uh, furnaces. We talk a lot about furnaces, not water tanks, and, and the maintenance that is required with them. Um, we got a call. We got an email. When did that email come through?
1: Uh, earlier this week, I think.
0: Earlier this week? Yeah. Um. When I say, like, repairs and maintenance and vacancy are the silent killers... Um, vac- vacancy is the worst in my opinion, but, uh, repairs and maintenance are not far behind. And if you're not putting together a reserve, you're not starting your rental business, each property with a, with a sufficient reserve. And then also, um, if you're not putting money into it every month from a portion of your rent, like the a, a cash flow, need like to replenish it, it will dwindle quickly. And, um, you know, this this particular property here, uh, we had a fridge issue. It was something about like it not staying cold um earlier last year and we paid a couple hundred bucks for that. Um, do you remember that?
1: Um, you're talking about this one? Yeah. Uh yeah, I do remember.
0: Um, so that one we paid a couple hundred bucks to have an appliance person come out. I think that like it was working for a little bit and then it wasn't, but we got it all sorted out. Um, so a few hundred bucks there last year. And then right, um, just recently we got an email, um, earlier or mid last week that the toilet wasn't, uh, filling properly. Um, that was just a valve issue, but we kind of put it off because we were going to Calgary and we figured we'd deal with it, you know, first thing this week.
1: We had to replace the washing machine last year as well.
0: We replaced the washing machine on that one.
1: Yeah. And also, uh, on like Christmas Eve day, these, one of the stove elements, um, or the oven uh element burst and had to replace that so that they could have their christmas dinner uh
0: their dryer uh died as well it might have
1: been the dryer that we replaced it was one of the washer yeah
0: the the it was over i think it yeah it stopped heating or something like that so we had to replace a dryer as well um and a deck and a deck (laughs) um but we got an email about the furnace making a large a very loud whining humming noise so gabby google thing and found out it was, um, it's a, it's a blower slash air restriction kind of issue. Um, so first thoughts were, Hey, take out the furnace filter and replace it. Cause if, 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 it's a, if an insufficient amount, if the air is having trouble getting through, you know, open up all the vents throughout the house and change the filter and it, that should, um, stop like the whistling whining noise. Well, turns out it was actually the blower motor itself. And, um, so. Because of that, we wanted to make sure that the, the furnace didn't die, or we didn't—we weren't overworking it with this very loud noise. I didn't want, like, it—I don't want it to be overworking to the point where something else fails. So we got—that uh, was early in the morning. Yeah, it was right during the show, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and then the furnace company didn't open up until eight, eight thirty or something like that. So we got on the horn with them right away. They were able to get out, um, and then they do plumbing as well. So we got them to to check the toilet. Um, Toilet was a very easy, simple fix. They just need to replace the the water supply valve. Pretty simple stuff. But, you know, when you're paying them like 100 and something bucks an hour, it adds up with a $4 piece. Um, well, I wasn't going to go do it. Yeah. And that's the uh,
1: conversation we had. Wayne's like, man, I could go over there and like, and it's going to be something so stupid. I'm like, yeah, but we don't do that anymore. We can't.
0: Yeah. So, so just call the company. I'm going to go down there, try and diagnose it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to go back to Home Depot I'm going to go back and realize, oh shit, didn't bring my channel lock pliers, go all the way home, grab my channel lock pliers, or while I'm at Home Depot, buy a new pair of channel lock pliers, ask me how many channel lock pliers I have in the garage. <laughs> rubber mallets got, and channel lock pliers. I pared oh, you
1: down to just one of each last year when we yeah? cleaned out the garage. <laughs>
0: Holy shit. Every time I needed something, the rubber mallet or a hammer or channel lock pliers, I'd buy a new one. And I've got probably, I, I had like 12 adjustable wrenches, but, but I wouldn't buy the expensive ones. I'd buy like the, the kids ones, just enough. I just need something just so I can just tighten this. So I'll buy like the cheapest adjustable wrench. Cause I know I'm not going to buy another one. So I had like a bunch of baby adjustable wrenches as well. Just the garage is filled with them for every single time that happened. But anyway, so I don't do that shit no more. Um, for that reason, it's just like, that's going to be a four hour job for me. And I just pay about 120 bucks to get it done. The furnace, though, um, turns out it was the blower motor that needed to be replaced. Um, He goes and, you know, finds like the the original replacement part. Um, Did I tell you how much the original replacement part was quoted?
1: Uh, No, but I paid the bill. Oh, the original. Okay.
0: Not including labor. Okay. Uh, $1,100 just for the part. Okay. He said, plus my labor somewhere like 120, 130 bucks. I'm like, oh, God. He's like, don't worry. The, the toilet was only, it'll be like half an hour and the part. And I'm like, okay. But uh, he got back to the shop and I'm like, okay, can you find out exactly how much is going to be and just call me for approval before, you know, you go ahead with doing it? He goes, yeah, yeah, sure. I guess he found one, uh, like an aftermarket type blower that, that fits, mm-hmm. that fits the mounting bracket as well for uh, $500. Okay. So. That's all- good.
1: Less than half. <laughs> Yeah, a, he's like he's like I'm assuming you want. <laughs> he's like I'm
0: assuming you want the other one, right? And I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I figured as much. <laughs> so all in all, you know that that whole bill was eight
1: hundred and thirty five dollars.
0: Thank Surprise. God we have a reserve. <laughs> yeah, and like a was... healthy
1: reserve. We have a really great reserve on that property.
0: Yeah, yeah, and good cash flow. Yeah. So you know, every month we're putting a little bit into that reserve, and you know, it's healthy reserve, and it's healthy because it's been building up for a long time. If you keep putting cash flow in every month and keep yeah. building it and building it, building it. And then from time to time, you're going to pull out 830 bucks and it's going to go down a little bit, but then it'll just keep building and building and building. And then, you know, um, you might have to build a deck and it's going to cost you, what, three grand?
1: 3,500.
0: There you go. Bam. It goes down 3,500, but then it keeps building, building. And then uh, they're going to call you and tell you that there is, uh, a, the dryer is burnt out. The element's
1: dead.
0: $729. Goes down $729. <laughs>
1: It just and then it, i just did all the bookkeeping oh really
0: <laughs> did we make any money on that property
1: yes yeah. yeah it actually yeah it did it did very well we actually refinanced it um or not refinanced it we had a mortgage renewal uh 2021 right Boy, before did we get lucky yeah right before all the increases started in 2022 and um yeah it, we have really nice low mortgage payments and actually we just increased the rent with the renewal uh we've had the same tenants in there for that we're going on our third year now and they take really great care of it even though all these random things are dying so um yeah all in all even with all the random stuff that's happened it is just trucking along doing well nice yeah i actually i just sent out um we have a partner on that property and i just sent out the um the update, partner update for yeah. the property, and it was all very positive. Yeah. I mean, of course, like, oh, shucks, we had to do this, we had to do this, this died. But overall, it performed very well.
0: Do you know what year that house was built?
1: 2010? No, 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 no. What do you think?
0: Um, older.
1: Oh. Oh yeah. Sorry. I was thinking, um, one of the other ones in Leduc.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to pull this up real fast and see when it was built. Son of a, it's 2007. Okay. Son of a bitch. It's close. Yeah. Well, no, what I'm, what I know is, is that that house is, um, 16 years old now. Yeah.
1: Come coming up on the, you don't keep houses that long, Mark.
0: I mean, it doesn't have a milk (laughs) door or anything. Um, but, uh, I mean, I would like to move that house, but just like it, it doesn't make sense for like where the value went on it. Yeah. Um, actually it, it, honest door says that it's currently worth what we bought a little more than what we bought it for. So yeah. it's, that's the first time it's went above what we bought it for in, in years. Um, oh shit. Why didn't I sell it in the spring? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay. Um, but anyways, I was getting at the fact that we had a 16 year old furnace now. So, um, there's probably going to be a furnace replacement in the next.
1: Yeah, five this years this it. wasn't the first time that we um, had to service the furnace. There's been a few issues over the years,
0: which is normal. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say issues. I mean, like, are we getting it properly maintained? Like, yeah. checked up on.
1: Yeah, we do regular. We're our regular furnace maintenance for a and... furnace.
0: I mean, yeah, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> um, I wonder. I. Th- so, so this is a this is a half duplex in Laduke um, with a single attached garage. Um, I think we bought this thing for. Uh, I think we sp- uh, spent two sixty, and then we got like a purchase plus improvements of like ten k or something like that. I was
1: going to say it was around two seventy.
0: So like we bought it for two seventy. It's currently worth two ninety. Um, the reason why I was saying about in the spring last year when everything was hot, um, it was valued at three hundred. Which mm. so, <laughs> I don't know yeah. why I'm getting excited yeah. about that, but like <laughs> considering it, like throughout the last like, okay back in 2020, it was worth 245. Like it dropped, yeah. And everything, everything's been you know, all signs have been pointed you know for LeDuc to be like to be a really amazing place to invest. The value is going to go up like Edmonton, and then just we just got punched in the in the groin with every. Um, you know, the oil issues and the pandemic and, you know, uh, just name everything that's happened in the last 10 years in Alberta, like just, uh, but it's still, it's held strong. Right. Yeah. And it's a good area for the rents that we get there.
1: We, well, it's, first of all, it's like, it's a, it's a great place. Like we've had only two tenants there the whole time that we've had it. We've only had two tenants there because they've stayed and have loved where they lived. It's got a great backyard. Mm-hmm. It's um it's when we got it we did a like Wayne just said the purchase plus improvements. So we um like redid all the carpet. We um painted the entire place. Like it shows really nicely. The only thing really dated now is the kitchen. Otherwise everything else is is really nice.
0: Yeah, it's a 2007 like it's a cheap 2007 kitchen.
1: Yes. Yeah, so it's like oak and like black appliances, and the the laminate countertops ha- are damaged a bit. There's like some stuff in them that needs to be replaced, anyways. Yeah. Um. But other but otherwise, like it's a great place, and uh, don't, like when the two times that we have put it on the market, uh, for rent, it has a ton of interest of like really high class qualified tenants. So I really, really like the property. And especially now that we've owned it for quite some time, the mortgage payments are super low. The rents are about as as high as you can get for like, you know, a three bedroom. Like it's 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 it's, a great eb- it's property. Edmonton rent. Yeah. But it's LaDuke prices and LaDuke tenant class.
0: They should get me to do commercials for LaDuke. <laughs>
1: So if you suggested that we sell, I would have a really hard time with it. Yeah, like it's the one of the easiest properties to manage.
0: Yeah, but then there's going to be a yeah I know that seven thousand dollar bill yeah. coming up here pretty soon, yeah. and then, and
1: eventually I need to redo the kitchen and yeah.
0: Well, there you go. There's there's what like seventeen grand right there.
1: Yeah, fifteen. Yeah,
0: and there goes like what f- three or four years with a mortgage paid on. Yeah. So like if that's the case, you know, and then hanging on to it forever. I'm not replacing that. I'm not replacing the kitchen until we sell the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, why would I replace a kitchen and then have it, you know, start getting older the day that we install it or start getting beat up the day we install it? I think we just keep it as is and just repair what needs to be repaired. Eventually the furnace will need to get repaired. And I think, I don't know, I think the, the house will hold up if we hold it for another 10 years. Replace the fir- uh, replace the, the furnace, replace the kitchen right before selling it and then liquidate yeah, it. Totally. it. that's a weird one. Normally like I would I would want to sell it um before all that happened. But you're right. It's just a really amazing house and it's like good cash flow. Why would we
1: Yeah <laughs> <sighs> Decisions.
0: Yeah. Um just watch I was just reading what Glenn was saying in the comments a little earlier. He said after what so Glenn was on the the master's um coaching call last night. Mm-hmm. Um After watching you guys searching properties and breaking down the areas uh numbers and upgrades needed, I have a larger understanding of what you mean by picking one area and learning everything about it. It was a great session mm-hmm. yeah, um I had a lot of fun with that um we were we were going through and mark uh analyzing markets last night and just kind of like how to figure out what's your areas in your market you know what are the rents, what are the price points you know what kind of opportunities are available in those types of neighborhoods um yeah I I like that stuff Mm -hmm. I I don't do it very often anymore but but what he's saying is that you know what he's saying that that I was saying (laughs) is that um you just kind of you you pick your your few areas that you know and you understand and you just stick with those yeah and so the one area that I didn't do last night Glenn was was Leduc I know Leduc very well and I love single family rentals in Leduc love it And to be honest, maybe that's why I didn't talk about it last night, because I didn't want too many people coming here. (laughs) Here I am putting it out to the masses on the podcast. Um, I've said, I've said Leduc enough times on the podcast that, you know, it should have a lot more people should have looked here, but then they don't. So whatever. Um,
1: Can you guys hear us? Why? Scotty lost sound. So I'm just wondering if anybody else did. Uh,
0: I mean, I can, I can see our meter here. Um, Okay. We're good. Yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay, audio's
0: good. Um. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I I love Leduc. I love the tenant profile. I love the price points, and I love that. Uh, I love single families. You can get them cheap enough that you know, with with Edmonton rents, yeah. that it cash flows. I I like single family rentals. You, you're that. not gonna get you're not gonna get rich off them. Yeah, you know, it's not fast cash. So if uh, for out of town, you know, other out of province investors who are looking for fast cash, hot, fast appreciation you're not going to get that like it's it's look like it's it's stayed the same price for like 8 years yeah um it's gone down it's gone up and whatever but i like the cash flow i like that the mortgage payment paid down i like my 17.7% roi yearly i love it and i love that we've only had two tenants in there you know what i mean
1: yeah um so yeah we'll, we own three properties in leduc and mm um I've well then we have like all of our goods for sale homes. and everything yeah. rentals and stuff like yeah. that too i just meant rentals yeah um and i have filled a vacancy once in the last six years <laughs> <laughs> we have amazing tenants
0: <laughs> yeah and they're good quality tenants yeah
1: yeah cool pretty sweet
0: um Anyways, the reason why I started talking about that furnace was was just to, again as a reminder to make sure that you're 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 putting a good reserve fund in place and you're putting money back into your reserve every month. Um repairs and maintenance, I mean typically 2 to 4% of your rent. Uh 2 to 4 2 to 4% of your rent, whatever your your rent is on that property. So 1700 2% would be $140 a month. Take $140 and put it into your reserve every month. Now, that's 2% is kind of like a low, low one. That's if you're buying a new turnkey property. If you're buying something that's 15, 20, even 50 years old, um, you're going to want probably 4 or 5%. Depends on if it's newly renovated. Like, do you have an older furnace, older hot water tank, older shingles, older windows, um, those types of things, older appliances? Well, the likelihood of you having to replace those things is, is much higher. Um, so you're going to want to make sure you have more money set aside or you're putting more money set aside every month um, so that you can cover those added expenses. But if you bought a brand new property, I mean, you're not going to be doing much for for repairs or replacements in the next 10 years. So you can get away with putting 2%, 2% down, right? Or 2%, 2% of your, uh, your rent in the reserve. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Seven o'clock. So- yeah okay well that's uh, that's that about wraps up everything we were talking about today um i guess we'll uh, we'll see most of you guys tomorrow tomorrow yeah um see a lot of you guys in edmonton at the rei masters networking event um if you're curious about upcoming events uh march 4th in calgary we're just we're just everything's all ready it's all booked um, for Calgary on March 4th in three weeks. One, two, three. Uh, we're just finalizing our speaker. We, we've got the speaker lined up with well, the speakers lined up, but the last speaker is just waiting to confirm today. And then once they confirm, I will slap their picture on the, the, the promo and then uh, it'll get released. Nice. So it's all ready to go. Uh, you guys should be seeing that. Um, and then uh, whether we release it to the public or whether we wait until Monday and let you guys in the morning show know ahead of time so you can get tickets. Um, and then the next Edmonton one is going to be February 11th, the following Saturday. So trying to uh, do the first and second Saturdays in uh, every month.
1: You know, what's awesome is that we get to see like, I'm, it was so nice to be there. Um, whatever that was a couple weeks ago and see everybody in Calgary and like actually spend some time with them. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, Holy crap. Like you get to do that every month. Yeah. Like that's awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a, I, I just let the guys in the master's program uh, know yesterday, but April 15th, um, April 15th, we're going to be doing a fix and flip bus tour whoop, whoop. in Edmonton. So if you guys are interested in that as well, you know, save the, date. save the date, Um, that will be getting released very soon here as well. I know that that's like last time it filled up super fast. We'll have two buses. Um, we'll be touring Burr properties, uh, fix and flip properties in, uh, Edmonton. Um, that's on April uh, 15th. And then we'll probably, we're just finalizing the details of like food and that kind of stuff. It's not a summer event, so we can't go out to like do like a picnic like we did last time, Mm -hmm. last year. So we'll need a venue. So we're just getting that all lined up and everything. And, uh, yeah. And then, uh, don't worry. Um, for those of you guys in Calgary, we're going to be doing a fix and flip bus tour in May as well. So we're going to be doing April is in Edmonton. And then in May, early May, we're going to be do a fix and flip bus tour in Did Calgary. Did they get
1: to know what date to save the date? May 6th. May 6th. May 6th. Awesome.
0: Um, so lots of cool stuff coming up. Looking forward to seeing you there. And uh, yeah, hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Ta-ta. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.